This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. My name's Tom Marvin, Senior Technical Editor here at Bike Radar and at MBUK as well. Joining me on the podcast today is Warren Roster. He's one of our Senior Technical Editors and he works uh, with our Curly Bar titles, uh, Cycling Plus and obviously on Bike Radar as well. How are you getting on, Warren? I'm good, thanks, mate. And we've got our Technical Writer, Luke Marshall, who is Mountain Biker Extraordinaire on Bike Radar and MBUK. How are you getting on, Luke? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, Tom. Very good. Today, uh, we're going to talk about tire inserts, but first, as we usually do on the Bike Rider podcast, we're going to find out what the guys have been up to and what we're all cracking on with. So Warren, what have you been riding recently? What are you testing and how has everything been going? Uh, all been going great, thanks mate. Um, recently, I've been testing Ultegra Di2 equipped bikes, um, which, uh, has, you know, I've been running Ultegra Di2 now for, for over, a year, over a year on one of my own bikes and, and love it, and this. I've just got the three bikes at vastly different prices, um, but all unified by that group set. Um, and to be honest, I've been really, really impressed with them. There's a couple of bikes there that I haven't tested before. Um, there's one from BH, uh, which is sort of a weird mashup between an aero road bike and an endurance bike um, that actually works surprisingly well. And then the other one, which is I'm really, really impressed with, is Riley um, with their new fusion which is a uh, super high-end titanium bike but it's got investment cast um kind of junctions everywhere which are aero and then the tube sets sort of hydroform so it's like a the first kind of aero road tie bike um and and it's quite beautiful it's a, a lovely ride as well oh, interesting so you say you've been riding or take a two for a year or so but is this the first set of test bikes we've had through is that is that a, a consequence of supply issues or is that just the way the world has been. Uh, I mean, I've had a couple with with Ultegra um, Di2 on over, you know, in in the last year or so. But but yeah, supply has been really really tricky on it. Um, but now it just seems to be coming through on the uh, on the OE spec quite quite quickly, which is good. And um, are we seeing 105 Di2 bikes come through as well now as well, or are they still tricky to get hold of? Um, actually, the 105 Di2 supply has been a lot easier to be honest. I've got. Um, I've got another titanium bike with 105 Di2 on um, at the minute. Uh, it's in my garage right now. Uh, again, um, I'm I'm really impressed with that. And at the minute, I'm trying to put together a bit of a a bit of a head-to-head between 105 Di2 and Rival Axis. So, I mean, I expect something on Bike Radar about that quite soon, and um, I'll be putting together a video on that as well. Excellent. Maybe we'll put together a podcast on that as well. Maybe we should, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the schedule. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Luke, how are you getting on? What have you been up to? Oh, I'm very well, thanks, Tom. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're probably well aware of my big love of hardtails. Mm. 
And so, uh, so recently, Famously. yeah, yeah. So I've had my annual compulsory hardtail test <laughs> lately. So I've been riding the uh, the specialized Fuse Comp. So it's kind of their agro trail hardtail, 130 mil travel fork, um, and it's. I, I moan about them, but it was actually a lot more fun to ride than I ever expect. So it's always a, it's always actually a bonus when I get a hardtail. I uh, I always have go with expectations of misery and uh, and sorrow, and uh, and it's never actually as bad as I think. So so I'm actually doing that, and then um and then just coming up, there's going to be a fifteen hundred pound trail bikes test. So yeah, so again, full suspension bikes, um, but around the fifteen hundred pound mark. So just looking forward to get stuck into that and. Uh, I can put the um put the hardtail away for another year. Well, you might be able to put it away for a little bit longer than a year because um I was looking at our 2023 MBUK test schedule and I'm doing two bike tests next year on top of trail bike of the year. Um, one is XC hardtails and the other is hardcore hardtails. Um, and there are no other hardtail tests next year, so um you've got oh, there them. we are. Whew. 2024. Dodged. I'll make sure Rob gives you something really tasty. <laughs> Dodged a bullet, yeah. <laughs> excellent and, but so, how about yourself Tom what's been going down with you oh, I'm very well thank you yeah um I've had a few launches recently um which has made left me pretty busy along with a holiday went on one launch last week which was for a new XC race bike that um, I can't talk about yet but you'll see um in early November uh, and it was perhaps the punchiest launch I've ever been on um it was uh the day one was like a a shortish very um competitive shall we say xc ride um with a lot of sprinting up every single hill uh and the next day was a 60k ride with about 2000 meters of climbing all off road all at a um marathon pace uh trying to keep up with um a couple of people who won the um cape epic needless to say i didn't keep up and at about 45k my legs completely blew up and i i crawled the last 15 kilometers <laughs> Oh, just a casual ride out then. Oh man, it was savage. Um, you had, you had so, to earn your you had to earn your wine and dinner that night. I did. I haven't ridden a bike since. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it's uh, oh yeah, it's been good. I've got I've got a lot on. So I'm about to start testing disc brakes as well. So reviews of those will find their way onto Bike Radar and into MBUK uh, on sale in about six weeks time. Oh, sweet. So there you go. All right, well, let's talk about tire inserts uh, because they're sort of a, a product that's um, mostly focused at the mountain bike market, but we are seeing numerous products coming through on the gravel side of things as well. So we thought we'd uh, have a little one of our sort of semi-regular techie deep dives into a particular kind of product. So tire inserts, uh, let's kick off with you, Luke. What is a tire insert and why might you use it? Well, a tire insert is is generally uh, a foam or like flexible plastic hoop that sits around the rim and inside the tire. Um, and manufacturers have claimed there are like several benefits to them, but we'll, we'll probably talk about those later. But I guess the the primary goal is to reduce and prevent punctures with tubeless tires or tubeless wheel setups. That's kind of their, their main goal. There's nothing worse or there's few things more annoying than getting a puncture when you're riding, having to stop, get a tube out, take the tire off, pump everything up, try and plug the tire it's uh it is a faff and unfortunately we still live in a world where especially in mountain biking punctures are commonplace um 
And so these are a bit of a stopgap to try and yeah, reduce that, uh, the chance of, you know, of uh, slicing your tire open. Okay. And Warren, what might be the difference between a, an insert that's designed for mountain bikes and one that's designed for gravel bikes? Are there any notable differences? Uh, not really. Only, only size, you know, only, only sort of the, the width, really. Um, you know, we are seeing a lot. It's getting quite a busy space for, for inserts on gravel on gravel tires and you know you can kind of see the point because um you haven't got quite the volume and quite the the weight of tire that you have on a mountain bike so um you are more prone to tire failures in in many different ways you know not quite catastrophic failure but but you know you you there's nothing worse than being out on a you know an all-day gravel ride and getting a torn tire and a long long walk home you know which i have had to do on more than one occasion um but I guess that's my own fault for just riding on my own most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one of the other things that you sort of see mentioned with not all tire inserts, because kind of there's, there's like a wide range of different sort of styles of tire insert, but some of them claim to improve um, tire stability um, and also the feel of the bike when you're bottoming out the suspension slash the tire. Um, so how does that all work, Luke? I guess the one that the most notable of those is Kushcore. They make a lot of performance benefiting claims. Yes, I guess Kushcore, one of the, uh, I guess in Mountain Bike Inside, one of the original um, significantly sturdy uh, insert as such. And they and they sponsor a lot of teams and they did a lot of marketing and, uh, and they do boast a lot of claims from it. But um, most most inserts work in the same way as such. And um, so if you're, you know, thrashing down a trail, at some point your tire is going to, you know, bounce off or hit a rock or root or an object in the trail and it's going to get kind of squashed and pinched. Um, and most punctures happen when that tire gets like squashed between whatever it is you've hit, say a rock and the rim. And when it gets pinched between those two hard objects, it kind of it slices the tire or cuts a hole in it. So the the im or the insert kind of acts as a bit of a buffer, and it adds a bit of like extra cushioning material between whatever you're hitting on the ground and the rim. So it prevents the tire from being kind of pinched as such. So that's its its kind of how it works as such. It puts a little kind of cushioning between those two hard objects. Um, so to do that, the insert is generally or has to be wider in mountain bike in terms than the internal width of the rim. Um, and so then some manufacturers find out, well, if they've got to make their um, insert wider than the rim, why not push it up against the tyre and then help give the tyre or the sidewall of the tyre some additional support? So... A benefit of having that extra uh, puncture protection or, or rim protection to prevent damage in the rims is you can, in theory, run slightly lower pressures with an insert. Um, but running lower pressures, it gives you more grip, but it also means the tyre deforms more under high loading in turns or jump landings or drop landings, for example. So then they, uh, so then they can boost to the sidewall support of the tyre by... Uh, I say using the shape of the uh, the insert to push against it, and and so under those like high force turns, then the at lower pressures the tire still maintains its stability and doesn't squirm around everywhere. 
So that's kind of a bit of a theory of uh, so some of the more high volume tire inserts that take up quite a substantial amount of space um, inside the tire do that. So like rim pack to an example, um, cush cooler, another famous example. Okay. eBay Motors is here for the ride with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And how about sort of altering the feel of the bike? Have you noticed it, Warren, when you're rattling down that the the feel of you know the wheels effectively as a system changes when you're running an insert? Uh, yeah, I mean, first I would say, you know, like not, not all inserts are created equal i think you know what like, like luke was mentioning about kushko i mean kushko i was chatting with a, you know a couple of mates when um i knew his podcast was coming up we'd all pretty much settled on you know that but for gravel the kushko solution is 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 the best one out there um uh, you know you find that the real advantage of it is like is is when you're riding more technical terrain you know it 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 does enable you to run much lower pressures than, than you usually would and a gravel tire is not usually the same sort of volume as a mountain bike tire um so being able to run those lower pressures you do get a much more improved grip you get um better overall kind of stability in the in the tire as well because you are getting that bit of sidewall support you know when you're dealing with a, a a smaller volume tire and running lower pressures you can get this real weird squirmy feel when you know you know you're sort of loading up into a corner um you know, and almost like the bike gets a shimmy. You know, it feels like an you know old school buckled wheel. Um, and something with the with the size and the and the design of like the Kushka one just adds that sidewall stability, um, which means you can get you know it can hit you know sort of rougher surfaces much more aggressively. You know, um, what I've really found really noticeable is like my kind of like washboard trails, which you know. Um, Running a running an insert, it just it, it, the way it makes it makes a real difference there in terms of, of actual comfort, um, you know, because it's absorbing shock and vibration, you know, as well as protecting the rim and the tire from you know from those like big pinching impacts. The downside of that is you can notice a, a drop off in speed when you're on the road. Okay, they feel a bit. He- is that because they're, they're, it's a heavier system, or because it sort of robs some power, or? I think it's just um, it's kind of robbing a bit of um, you know almost like the 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 smooth the rolling resistance sort of thing. It's, it sort of has an impact on that. I don't think it's necessarily down to weight. It's just it changes how the how the tire feels, you know, because you you do want a tire to to deform and conform when you're riding on a smooth surface because that just induces a much better grip and it keeps that contact patch consistent in corners. Um, so what the you know what the crucial thing. The benefits it brings you to off road, it, it it you know it takes it takes a little from on road. So, and have you found the same things, Luke? So yeah, I I've run inserts for the last four years or so, and um, I'm a big advocate for them. Like all my long term bikes have had them, um, and I I do it primarily I guess for, for like the uh, puncture protection. So you know, in the last four years on a long term bike, I haven't had a puncture. Um, and I've put one small ding in a wheel. But uh, as we ride a lot of test bikes that uh, don't have them in, um, then, yeah, punctures, they're, they're not common, but it's uh, it's reasonable to assume that you go to Bike Park Wales for a few days testing, like on several bikes, and you're going to at least get a couple of punctures there. So um, 
so my, I do it primarily for that. And so I don't let my tire PSI down too much to like get extra grip or comfort from it, if you know what I mean. So I I can't say I notice a huge um, improvement in ride feel. They're still, my tires are relatively firm. I run about 22 in the front and 26 in the rear for my 75 kilos, which is, is quite middling. But uh, so um, I, there's... So I don't have a huge like say ah oh, like this really improves the damped feel of the of the ride if you know what I mean, but uh, but it certainly is brilliant at getting you out of trouble, uh, and when you do need them, when you make poor line choices, like you say hit rougher trails more aggressively because you, you don't have to worry about it, then when they do you know uh, impact the rocks, it it, it certainly is a more pleasant feeling when you bottom out the tire on an insert than it is when you bottom it out on a on rim. Um, so that's the, the kind of the, the the ride feel that I notice the most. You know, is once you really um, over the chattery stuff like the washable gravel, maybe it's not quite so similar on a mountain bike. Um, but really, once you're getting those like hard impacts and you're bottoming the tire out, and when you're pushing that against the insert, it's a much more pleasant experience than it is like clanging your rims down multiple sets of steps or rocks uh warren on 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 the gravel side of things do you think the width of the tire that you're running on your gravel bike makes a difference as to whether it's worth running an insert or not so i um my previous gravel bike was running a 40 on the back i went bike pack and i used the rimpact um cx uh impact um uh tire Oh, what are we insert. talking about? Insert. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I was using the Rimpact CX uh, insert. Um, and I got a couple of punctures while I was away, but it was quite nice sort of, you know, the air sort of pissed itself out of the tyre and, you know, I didn't have issues of uh, of then rattling along the road on, on the rim when I was, you know, when you're trying to slow down to stop to sort of fix your puncture. It's quite nice. But then on my current gravel bike, I'm running uh, 57C rubber. Um, and in there, there's so much more volume that it's a very different ride experience. So if you were going to, you know, would you say that there's an insert for every width or, or do you think it's more important in a narrower tyre? Or I think, yeah, I think it's when you're getting down to the sort of, yeah, that kind of narrower, you know, sort of 35, 35, 42 sort of sizes, it becomes a little bit more, um, I mean, I, I tend to run them, you know, size around that sort of size. I don't tend to go super, super big. And I, I run an insert basically just to um, protect my wheels, really, more than anything else, you know, because, um, um, which reminds me, I, I need those wheels back from you that, that you borrowed for your oh. trip. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to say that. Yeah, only because I've lent another set to uh, another mate because he's <laughs> using them for the cross season. So, um, But anyway, yeah, it's more about, if you know, if you've, if you've, you know, if you've forked out in a nice expensive pair of, of lightweight carbon gravel wheels, the last thing you want to do is just, you know, um, crack a rim. So I, I tend to use it more to to uh, keep that investment safe, as it were, and also the ability to be able to be. You know, I mean, I I I had it in the summer where um, I, I ripped a tire, you know, and I was out um, probably forty miles from home. Um, I I did patch it with a you know like a, a restrap kit, um, but it wasn't exactly airtight because the tear was quite significant. It was like two two and a half inch long. But I managed to patch it and get a little enough air into it and was able to just, you know, cruise home at 10 miles an hour 
basically riding, you know, riding, you know, taking the advantage of the of the tire inserts to, to not damage the rim, you know. So instead of having a really long walk, it was uh, just a long, slow ride. But it is preferable. I'm pretty sure I've done that when I've been on a ride with Russ, um, our erstwhile photographer, who occasionally gets mentioned in the pod. I think I went for a ride with him when he first put inserts in his gravel bike, and yeah, he got a puncture we couldn't quite fix. And we were only a few miles from from town, but yeah, we we rolled back on on the insert, which kind of saved us a lot of time and hassle and, and pushing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, you know, the, the time before when that happened, when I did rip a tire, then, you know, um, it was actually send a pin to Russ's phone and get him to drive out and find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he, he he was the advocate saying, you need to use, start using inserts. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> fair. Um, let's talk about sort of fitting inserts then, because they don't, they don't necessarily have the... Um, the best reputation because they, they can be quite fiddly to fit, especially the narrower the tire, perhaps. Um, Luke, have you got any uh, experience with unpleasant uh, fitments of, of, of inserts or do you find them pretty easy? Uh, no, of course, sometimes they go smoothly and sometimes they uh, are a real pain in the ass. Yeah, uh, like Kushko is the hardest one I've tried to fit before. Um, yeah, yeah, there's no point uh, even trying with a Kushko unless you've got the um, the the plier tool that they also send or, or you can get the bead dropper yeah the bead yeah. dropper yeah I, it's just you know it's it's a lost cause you'll break your fingers rather than actually get without <laughs> it so yeah but i would say from my experience they get easier with time so when you have like a brand new insert and it's a real tight fit around the rim um that that's the hardest install um they tend to stretch out a little bit uh, and over time get a bit easier to fit. So if you run a tyre, wear it down, put a new tyre on, after the insert's been in for, you know, a few weeks, it's uh, it tends to be much easier to fit the second time. So definitely the um, they, they do get easier, but there is a, yeah, is a trade-off with convenience, you know. Installing a tubeless tyre is much easier than installing uh, an insert. And that's not to say all inserts, actually. Um, like you said before, there's a a wide range of inserts and some are very voluminous and take up most of the inside of the tyre and some are, are just thin strips of foam um, that kind of float around on the inside. So it, it depends what you've got. Um, but yeah, expect to just add another step of consola- uh, complication and... Uh, and uh, chances are you're going to bend a few child levers a bit earlier than you would before. Okay. It, it, it seems that in the general space of, of inserts, the cush core is really well regarded. Whether it's, you know, the best or not it's, is, is another matter, but they, they're pretty ubiquitous and a lot of people kind of swear by them. Um, Warren, you said that, you know, between your sort of group of gravel friends, you know, they're, they're the ones that everyone seems to want. But they they're also have that reputation of being difficult to fit, um, needing very strong thumbs or you know specific tools that they've you know developed they've got another one which kind of holds a tire in place as well to help you do it what happens if you are like you say 30 40 miles from home uh, and you you know you rip a tire and you need to put a tube in is this a something that maybe doesn't happen so often so you're just going to have to live with or do you think is it problematic what do you think Warren I haven't actually had that yet um with the Cushcore in particular I mean I, I did have it with another um, another insert, but that was a much more simpler affair, like a V-shaped one that was basically a foam. Um, and I had no issues with that because because it di- didn't actually sort of sit into the into the, the body of the rim, you know, like a like Cushcores do, which actually makes them so difficult to fit. It, it almost floated. Um, it was just a case of like open the tire out, 
grab the end of it because it's, it wasn't a complete hoop as well. It's just a curve, you know, the split thing. And you basically put it out like, you know, it's like a swimming pool noodle, basically. And you can just like, you literally just whip it out, you know, screw it up, put it in my, put it in my back pocket, put a tire in, put a tube in and I was on the way. But yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things that's kind of, if they're doing their job properly, it will kind of, it should eliminate the need for actually having to put a tube in, you know, everybody will still write it with a spare tube just in case anyway, but um, it, it's kind of, I, I, I'm kind of a, of the of the thought where it's kind of, it's like better the devil you know that it's there and it's, you know, it's it's doing a job. But I would say, you know, that, you know, from from my experience, the other thing with, with, various different instances they, they they're not all the same they're not all as consistent with each other i tend you know i tend i tend to like the phone ones because they're really easy to fit and they're, you know they're really pliable and, they, and you have no issues with it only problem with that is that they can become a bit of a a bit of a, a sink and sponge for your for for any um fluid that you've got in there you know so i i don't know if the trade-off from that if they're just absorbing you know all your sealant whether that sealant's going to actually do the job when you've got a you know, when you've got a puncher that needs that, that needs to seal, you know, or whether this you've you've just got a soggy piece of foam floating around inside. That's certainly one of the things I've noticed when I have run run them is that the amount of sealant you then need to run in your tires is is vastly in, increased. And a lot of the companies will say that you know it's a it's a closed cell foam that you know doesn't soak up and in, you know right into the middle of the structure. But any foam will have you know, they're not a perfectly smooth surface. And so there will be little voids into which your sealant will go. And so you end up running two or three times as much sealant as you might otherwise have done, which, you know, certainly from a sort of a, a racier gravel perspective, you know, you're adding 150, 200 grams potentially worth yeah. of sealant if you're running quite a lot in there. So mm. there's um, there's a trade-off there, certainly. Um, You sort of mentioned vaguely there, you said, oh, you know, it's a vague, like a a pool noodle sort of thing and that brings me to my next question can you just make your own inserts why why do we need to spend the thick end of 50 quid a wheel on inserts when it's just a bit of foam i think it certainly bears investigation you know because i especially that you know the 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 less the less technical than than a kushkor or um i can't remember what the other one that i've been trying recently is called new british brand um but anyway if it is just like a, a lot of the ones you see out there where it is just a strip of foam and it's not even a hoop it's just a you know it's just literally a strip i don't yeah i don't see that much of a difference between that and just a yeah like a pool noodle so there you go tom try it i will try it <laughs> i guess i guess the uh the insert manufacturers will say things like longevity so maybe the foam is more like multiple impact resistant uh they'll also say it's cut to shape properly with like because a lot of them aren't just like simple shapes they've got like i know the hook norris for example has like a sawtooth profile to it and those that as you say that are, are tight around the rim they will they will have additional benefits to a bit of foam um a friend of mine who um He's a Dutch mountain bike journalist, actually. I've been watching him on Instagram. He's been making his own um, inserts. And it seems like it looks like he's been sort of doing a lot of trial and error and uh, different versions. But he's ended up wrapping his in maybe heat shrink or like maybe like even very tightly wrapped, good quality cling film, I presume, to prevent quite so much um, sealant uh, ingress and soaking up. <laughs> no, no, I'm far too lazy. I think. Uh, I mean, short. yeah, costs costs range. I don't know what's from about thirty pounds up to 
in the hundreds, hey? But I think there is... Um, I mean, I, while I am fortunate to have got a few inserts through work, I've also gone out and bought my own ones as well. Like it's a, uh, to me, it's a, a a price worth paying to go out and uh, and find a decent insert. Um, I don't think uh, a poor noodle will quite cut it. So I don't think I'm going to go any handmade options. I know there's a, there's a few out there. There's that um, have lots of bold marketing claims about uh, they're different shapes and bits and pieces and using air channels to help create uh, pressure differentials that allow the tyre to rebound slower on the uh, return from a hit to improve control. And I know some brands have, like, say, again, a, a dual density thing where the the outer foam is actually or similar to, like, um, a Dethro knee pad as such, where it's, it's a material that's soft and pliable under normal loads. And then when it gets a hard impact, it firms up and... Uh, so I think there's probably slightly more tech in them than than is possible. I'm sure a foam noodle would like a yeah, like a poor noodle would work. Um if you could seal it to stop it just yeah, drinking all the sealant. But um would they be as good? Probably not. And uh I think for the the cost of it, I'd probably just go and uh, go out and get some ones that people have done all the testing and R and D for me. When it comes to fitting your inserts, um, it's worth noting that you're always going to need slightly specific valves quite a lot of the time, unless I guess you've got, if you've got a floating one, one that sort of like just wobbles around on the inside of the tyre void, it's not such an issue. But if you've got one that's tight around the rim, you're going to need to get a specific valve which channels the air um, around uh, the outside of the um, the insert itself. Warren, it's, are inserts a thing in the road world, or do you think they will become a thing in the road world? Uh, there have been a few brands sort of announcing them and i you know i think some some kind of recent recent testing and research has shown that they don't really have that much of an impact on rolling resistance unless they're in constant contact with the sidewall of the tire so yeah there's maybe maybe but um i don't know if it's a uh, I don't think it's something that we'll see at the you know at the, at the sharp end of racing. I think you might see you know might see riders trying it out in things like Roubaix, you know, in the you know, couple of classics, you know, you know, running a running an insert in the back tire was probably a quite a decent, you know, a, a good idea because the last thing you want to do is flat when you're you know hell bent for leather down the cobbles. But I, I I don't really see it as all that necessary. I think. You know, tubeless is working really well on the road right now, and, and and tubeless itself is a really good eliminator of pinch punctures, which is you know probably the number one way of puncturing on a road bike. You know, is when you you know hit a pothole or a you know or a bar in the road, and it you know just pinches that skinny tire because because a good tubeless tire pretty much eliminates most of those instances. Um, the insert is probably best served for more extreme forms of of riding. So gravel and mountain biking. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, if anyone's got anything else to add? For me, a tyre insert is more a uh, an aid, a sort of safety aid rather than a performance aid. You know, it's just that thing where you're not going to get caught short when you're out in the middle of nowhere. And, and for me, that's the main reason to run them. That and it's protecting, you know, expensive wheels. Yeah, I think I, I think our second uh, warrant on that one, like for me again, it's a, it's an insurance policy. You know, you just if it helps prevent damage to a more 
like to your tires or to the rims, then that's that's all good. I'd rather it damaged a bit of foam on the inside than uh, than start beating up or cracking carbon rims or denting aluminium ones. Yeah, there will be riders out there who will find that the the inserts that support the side all more will give some sort of ride performance benefits, whether it's stopping the tire from rolling or um, giving that sort of better damp to feel when you really bottom out. But generally speaking, and speaking to the sort of friends of mine at home who who ride with inserts as well, again, it is it just does seem to come down to that pinch pinch puncture protection that seems to be the key benefit of them currently. Lovely. Okay. Well, um, thank you ever so much for listening to the White Rider podcast. Um, don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you can leave us a little rating, then please do so. If you've got any questions uh, for our tech Q&As, pop them through to podcast at bikerider.com. And if there are any topics that you want us to talk about on the podcast, pop them through on there as well. All right. Well, thank you very much, Luke. And thank you, Warren. And thank you all for listening. Cheers, Tom. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 